Welcome to the West Steps. The West Steps is a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Thedes. Welcome to another episode of the West Steps. Well, I guess the last episode of the season, season four. And uh, we have... uh, I don't know, the the superstar of the West Steps today. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself quickly and we'll get into it. Superstar of the West Steps. I think that Beza is, you are the superstar of the West Steps. Uh, I think I'm I'm one of your most frequent guests. And so I'll still hold that title, I guess. Um, But hi, I'm Riley Kitts. I am the government affairs director here at the Colorado Children's Campaign. And I have the honor of going to the Capitol and... Uh, helping to advocate for a lot of issues that we all care about with for kids and families. And Thanks for having me on for my, I don't know. A hundred and one. 20th time. This has been great. And most importantly, you are uh, the dad to Ca- uh, Capital Update Superstar Cotton. Cotton. Cotton <laughs> Jess. Yes. yes. Uh, my little um, mini me. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. not here today. At daycare, which I'm thankful for a little break, of course. He's probably thankful to go play with some friends. But yes, uh, hope to have Cotton on a future episode of The West Steps, even if we That's can right. get some words going. Yeah. Um, so the legislative session ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling? How did the last few days go? Feeling good. Th- things feel good. And it's because we were really successful this year. And uh, as every legislative session is here in the state of Colorado, it's kind of a mad dash to the finish line and hundreds and hundreds of bills have to make it through the process in just the final few days. Because remember, like we only have we have 120 days in our state yeah. to actually pass laws. We start in January and our constitution says we have to end it in May. We can't go over 120 days. And so there really is a, a deadline that everything has to happen. And so unfortunately, though, everything kind of gets crammed into those final few weeks, final few days, and both sides of the aisle, right? Democrats, Republicans, different interests are trying to jockey for their priorities, trying to negotiate, uh, trying to use different tactics, whether it's filibustering or stalling in the House or stalling in the Senate, uh, trying to make sure that everyone's getting what they can for their side. Uh, And there's always a fear of like, oh no, it won't get done, it won't get done. All these bills aren't gonna pass and deals get cut. And we're really fortunate to say our entire legislative agenda uh, was successful this year. It came down to the wire on a few of them, uh, but the children's campaign and our partners had just a fantastic year for kids and families down at the state Capitol. That's amazing. I think you should be very proud of all the things that we accomplished this year. So very proud um, of us, very proud of the team. Yeah. And in that vein, what were some of the highlights? Yeah. We, you know, I think what I, when I was thinking about the legislative session these last few days, just how many big, like big, big wins. And like, I'm talking like systems shifts, like, you know, systems disruption, systems reforms across every single one of our issue areas in our portfolio. Hmm. Right? We had massive wins for early childhood, like a new department, universal preschool, like is big. Like that was like 600 pages, right? That's just in and of itself is a massive, huge win. We expanded, helped expand Medicaid and chip, you know, health insurance coverage for undocumented pregnant people and kids. Like that is 
That's historic. That is massive. I'm so proud to do that with so many partners. We had good wins with our school finance formula for, um, you know, public education, right? Making some really needed reforms there, making some uh, needed investments, especially for districts that don't have as many resources, stuff that's been worked on for years in those spaces and finally got accomplished. And then, you know, the children's campaign, I think, is really starting to grow in a lot of its family economic security, family economic prosperity work. And we had a pretty big win when it came to the TANF program, temporary assistance for needy families, like not only increasing you know, the amount of assistance, but also just making reforms like overturning drug felony, um, you know, bans on the on the policy are, are huge wins. And so it's just amazing to look and see like, oh, wow, like each one of our issue areas, we really did work with a lot of great partners to do some pretty big things. And um, it's almost like a little surreal and overwhelming when you look back on it. And I'm, I'm just so proud that we were able to get all those massive shifts done this year. That is amazing to to think of, you know, the policy changes from this very structural systems change perspective and to be able to accomplish all of them. I think um, it is very impressive. Um, So how did this year's legislative session compare to last year's? Yeah, you know, I think first things like COVID, right? COVID still, of course, very much. uh, We're still, you know, dealing with that. Um, But in the last couple of years, there were breaks, right? There were pauses in the legislative session that have never been done before due to the health emergency. And, you know, there was, a, you know, this 120 days that they're bound to, you know, was, was the clock was paused as they say, and the session went, you know, into June, into, into the summer months. But this year they, they went back to kind of business as usual before the pandemic, where it was a straight 120 days in person, legislative session, right? They still had remote participation available for legislators, remote participation available for the public to come and testify and engage in the process that way. But, you know, it it definitely kind of felt a little bit like normal, right? The Capitol was crowded. There were people there. Um, it was still odd to have COVID though, right? Still at the, you know, still at the Capitol. You would hear people getting sick, right? People would be out, you know, on leave for a few days. You know, legislators would all of a sudden be testing positive and would be participating remote if at all. Uh, so it was still very much, uh, you know, had a presence at the Capitol like it does everywhere. Uh, so I think that's kind of the main, main difference. I think the other thing I would just say that was more different, you know, this year is it's an election year, mm. right? Hyper, hypercharged, you know, uh, political environment. And you definitely, as like a lot of the political assemblies where they choose candidates and determine the primaries, those happen in the middle of session and you could really see a partisan shift, right. And, and things, you know, become much more contentious. Um, and I think that's, that's typical in these election years, uh, but that's obviously different from last year. I think it was, it was really, you know, palpable, especially, you know, in, in the final month or two of, of the legislative session. Mm. So were there a lot of uh, public events at the state Capitol? I remember last year they weren't any because of COVID. Yeah. Did you see a lot of, um, you know, the usual, like the farmer's day and the, yeah. you know, slowly, but surely, yeah. Some of that stuff started coming back. Uh, right. There would be, um, you know, lobby days, you know, ours was virtual this year still. And I think that was, that was the right call. We would all, you know, start to see a lot more um, groups of advocates coming down to the Capitol, right. Mm-hmm. And, and doing stuff there. Um, and then I think, you know, 
there was a return of a lot more of like those typical like press conferences to introduce bills, you know, be in the, you know, you know, the, the first floor of the Capitol with a bunch of cameras and say, we're, we're talking about this bill on early childhood or this bill on, you know, the, the opioid crisis, anything like that. We saw a lot more of that. And then we saw, you know, the, the return of like rallies, right. Um, you know, on the West steps of the Capitol, right. You know, the place where, people gather to, to, to demonstrate and ask their, their elected officials to do different things. We really saw a lot more of those types of events return this year. Um, and so things really, you know, kind of started to feel a little more normal when it came to that kind of aspect. The Capitol was definitely buzzing uh, more than it had been over the last two, two years. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that some really big wins this year for the children's campaign priorities. What are some of those that you are personally proud of? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the ones I'm, it's like, I love working on all of our, our policy areas. So it's hard to say like one over the other. I think the ones that I'm most proud of are the ones that took like a really true, you know, coalition group team effort of, of everyone at the children's campaign. I love when we can get everyone, you know, coordinated and on the same page internally, right. And making sure that we are the best machine and we, you know, possible putting out great stuff. And I think we were great at that this year. And I think we were really good about working, you know, with a lot of other diverse partners. Right. And I, I think about like the early childhood bill and just how we'd have a coalition call every Tuesday with 50, 60, 70 people. Um, early in the morning, I might add. Early in the morning, right. 8, 8.30 a.m., <laughs> Right. Like everyone's jazz to like, let's do a new department for of early childhood. Like that was really great to see and like consistent participation. I love those types of, of coalition efforts. Um, so I think the early childhood bill, I think that was a great example. And then I was really proud of the work. I thought we all did collectively for cover all Coloradans, the, the health expansion for undocumented um, individuals and, and children. Um, you know, that took, a lot of, you know, cooks, right. in the kitchen to come together and make sure that we were coordinated and working in concert and uh, advocating for each other and uplifting each other. And, and that was really um, a, a great um, effort to see once again, like love seeing those folks all on a weekly call, all having great ideas, being excited and realizing there was an opportunity in front of us to do uh, something really great for a lot of kids and a lot of moms a lot of parents. And, and I was really proud of, of, of just doing those team efforts with folks this year. Yeah. It is amazing to see like one, once everybody has the same mission, what a lot of people can accomplish in a very short time. Um, so I always ask you this question and you always say um, time. So other than time, what was your biggest challenge this year at the state Capitol? Biggest challenge. I think because we did a lot of, we did a lot of system shifts, right? We did a lot of big things. And so I think my, one of my biggest challenges was just making sure all those balls stayed in the air, right? That we you know didn't lose sight of that. There are um, a lot of things that need to be improved about our systems. Uh, a lot of things that need to be improved for kids in the state um, can be improved and should be. And we have a window of opportunity, right? We have, this this legislative session every year to get that stuff done. And so keeping those balls in the air, I, I think was was one of the biggest challenges. Um, but we were able to be successful there. I think the other thing that was just a big challenge was, you know, returning back, shifting back to an in-person 
um, environment, right? You, you get used to being remote and at home and having different schedules. And it was, it was interesting, especially with the pandemic still, you know, very prevalent. Like I said, going back to the Capitol, you know, you definitely get a lot of good stuff done on a more efficient way, but it was definitely a big shift. And I think that was a challenge for everyone to try to navigate COVID still, Mm-hmm. Um, while, you know, also trying to get back to a little bit of a sense of normal for our state government. Um, we, I was having this conversation with a few of my friends about this middle ground between people trying to return back to mm-hmm. how it was before COVID and, but the, you know, the, the virus still very much prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this middle ground is very difficult to navigate. I think that on top of a very timed legislative session, I can see why that could be complicated. Um, I wonder if you could share a little bit about this year. I felt um, as though there were uh, a lot of negotiations, a lot of conversations with a lot of stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you could share a little bit about what it takes to to make systems change, because I think we talk about we want to end you know, systemic inequality and we want our systems to be equitable. But I think that for some people, it may feel really large and for some people, it may feel very opaque. And yeah. you, as you pointed out, you know, the children's campaign worked on with a lot of partners, a lot of systems changed this year, but that came with a lot of negotiations as well. So I wonder if you can share what it would t- it takes to negotiate with so many partners and so many stakeholders to do these things. Yeah. So I think, you know, a, a few things. First off, it takes it takes a collective action, right? I think that's like to actually get it done, not so much the mechanics, but to like make sure that, you know, you have enough will and political will and pressure to get it done. You really do need to, to work as a team and as a coalition, um, you know, with a lot of partners that, you know, um, hopefully have aligned values. But I think when I think about all the bills we had to heavily negotiate on and and really get into the weeds, for me, I always just had to recognize like, okay, there's, we have a team here, right? We have a, we have a group of advocates who can come together and get this done. So I think that collective action is important. I think it's also important to realize you have to be nimble and like move quickly and, and adjust. And like when you're negotiating big policy stuff, I always, I, I talk about it as like turning knobs. Mm-hmm. Like you turn one knob on the right and that turns in 10 knobs on the left. And then you turn one of those knobs on the left and it turns 20 knobs on the right. And so like every time you think that you have a deal or negotiation with one constituency, right? Let's say it's like the representatives who represent school districts. Okay. We have a deal. They're good with this language on, on, on our school climate bill. Uh, Here we go. But then you take that language that you believe you have a deal on and you go to to the department of education and they're like, Ooh, I, 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 I need to switch four of these words, right? Which do change the meaning of, of the language. And you take that back to the school districts and they're like, Oh no, that language no longer works for us now. And so you're, you're constantly having to ping pong between different groups and constituencies uh, and try to be nimble and try to be open and um, try to find the best path forward and get creative. But I think that was definitely something we had to, you know, navigate on almost all of our policies this year is it was really rare that we were ever just negotiating or working with uh, one group. We're often having to account for several different entities and constituencies and organizations 
um, that all had different wants and needs, concerns, policy preferences. Mm. You got to take all those considerations and take them all in stride um, and try to find a path forward to make sure that, you know, you're, you're moving the needle for, for kids and families. Uh, and the good thing is, is that I think the children's campaign is pretty dang good at that. <laughs> um, so tell me what you're looking forward to this summer. Looking forward to the summer time. I'm going to put it back. Time. Um, I, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, I have like uh, my professional look forward to and my personal ones. So professionally, um, really looking forward to, um, you know, we have, you know, new staff, right. Joining our team and uh, recently, and I'm really looking forward to working with them and getting to know them, but mostly working with them to make sure that all these system shifts, we just worked really hard to get signed into law and passed, uh, actually get implemented the right way. Yeah. This new department gets stood up the right way and health insurance is expanded the right way and school climate is measured the right way. And, um, that TANF is reformed the right way. And, uh, so looking forward to like getting into that part of the process, more of the state agency regulatory side, not so much the, elected official, let's go count vote side. That's really what I'm looking forward to. And then uh, personally, uh, you know, I love my, my, you know, a little cotton ball, uh, my uh, kiddo, and he's about to turn two in a few weeks. And I'm looking forward to an activity filled summer, uh, seeing what he can get into, uh, seeing what adventures we can kind of go on as a family. Uh, really looking forward to, to, to spending that time with him and my wife. Some family trips. We love them. Well, um, thank you so much for making the time for us. It's been an absolute pleasure to open and close um, the last few episodes of what I would say every season of the West Steps. So season four, starting beginning, right? Yes. Exactly right. Um, Thank you so much for making the time. And more importantly, thank you for the work that you do for Colorado Kids and Families. You as well. You as well. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The West Steps. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. If you want to support our work, please visit our website at coloradokids.org. And see you next week. Thank you.